What's going on, guys? AJ here bringing you yet another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. Uh, I'm doing a collaboration with a company called Y Scouts. They're a recruiting agency that focuses primarily within the cannabis space. And they, uh, we, I reached out to them. I was going to say they reached out to me. I reached out to them, which you guys know I do. And um, we're collaborating on this, uh, this blog. And the name of the blog is called How to Build Leadership Teams with, uh, That Will Create a lasting impact in emerging industries. And so you guys know me, I'm much better at uh, verbally kind of spitting out my thoughts than uh, writing them down tactically within like a structured blog format. So I'm gonna just contribute to this blog. I'm gonna kind of give my thoughts in this audio format here. Figured I would give uh, my podcast listeners an opportunity to, to hear my thoughts right here off the cuff. And then I figured I would obviously send this over to Y Scouts here, sorry about that, I'm taking a sip of water, to uh, get their thoughts on this as well. So I'm going to jump into the first question here. The first question is, what type of leaders make the most impact in emerging industries? So I wrote down a few things here, just as bullet points that I want to remember. I wrote down patience. I wrote down visionary, but focus. I wrote down curious uh, and curiosity. I wrote down graded partnerships slash recruiting to bring in the best talent. And I wrote down an ability to appreciate being the dumbest person in the room. So these are my perspectives around what type of leader uh, really makes the most impact in emerging industries. Now, if you guys you know, don't know, emerging industries, from my perspective, you know, we're looking at the cannabis space. We're looking at the cryptocurrency space. Um, what's another emerging industry? Um, I'm blanking. Those are the two. Um, I think that's not true. I think... You know, I would even put what I'm doing as an emerging industry. I think the world of employee experience is one that has taken off in the last 10 years. So I think, you know, strategic employee experience, um, organizational psychology, neuroscience, I, I would look, I would kind of couple that all into one industry because a lot of organizations are are really appreciating that. I think DE&I is an emerging kind of micro industry within the world of leadership itself. So there's a couple emerging industries out here that are really taking the world by storm, right? So for me, number one, it's patience. I think what every single leader within these types of companies need to understand and within these types of emerging industries is that, yes, things are moving very quickly, but we are not going to see, we are not going to see the fruits I think of our labor and our efforts for a long time here. So what I mean by that is I need I need to see leaders that are willing to uh, eat crow for the next 15 years and remain very patient to see that all of the hard work that they're doing now will pay off 10 years from now. And so I think what I'm not looking for is I'm not looking for a leader or an executive that is looking for 90-day wins or 180-day wins or six-month wins or even one-year wins. I'm looking for leaders that are willing to build out teams, build out product, build out marketing initiatives, and build out everything that they're doing within their company with a long-term vision in mind and being very patient. Because when you're an emerging, when you're in an emerging industry, things are moving so quickly and so fast, but it's very similar to a child. It's, it's still very much of a novice. It's still very much of a new thing. It's still very much elementary. And, and, and I'm looking for an organization and, and a leader that's running an organization that is willing to you know, be uh, be consistent with the fast moving changes, but also keep their eye down the road, realizing and understanding that 
They may only be, and I'm talking in human years now, they may only be, you know, in year seven, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and being an adult is in year 23. And I know that's a weird analogy, but if I look at that from a business term, because I was listening to, to Claude Silver, by the way. And she gave that example. So that's why I'm using it. She was saying with VaynerMedia, when she first got there, they were like a seven-year-old child. They were so curious and so ambitious and they were trying to do everything. And now she was comparing them to like a 23 or 24-year-old child that's finally coming into uh, their own and figuring out who they want to be in this world. And that's kind of the way I see this. I need, a, I need to see a leader in an executive in an emerging industry that is willing to realize the fast-moving changes and opportunities here in the moment, but be very, very strategically patient for the things that are going to come 10, 15 years down the road and make decisions that behoove the organization to have impact 10, 15 years down the road, not hire talent, not uh, not make decisions, not roll out products or services that are going to capture the moment, but that are going to capture the long-term scale of the organization 10 or 15 years down the road. That's the type of executive I think works well from that angle. I think the next one is curious. Um, I think, you know, there are so many things that we need to learn inside of emerging industries. And I think a number one skill uh, of any executive inside of these organizations are uh, a, a leader that's curious. What I don't want is I don't want a leader that is coming from the cannabis space or that's coming from the cryptocurrency space, that's coming from the DEI space, that's a know-it-all. I, I genuinely don't believe that's a good thing. I believe a know-it-all coming from that space, what they're going to do is, Let's say they've been in the cannabis space from the nineteen, the early, the, the early nineties, and now we're in twenty twenty one. Here, what they're going to do is they're literally going to stop their growth path mentally uh, around anything else that could go beyond twenty twenty one because they have that mindset where they're not. They're not curious. They're not looking and understanding and caring about what's happening in the future. They're trying to rely on their past competence. They're trying to rely on their past skills and their past perspectives. And that will stagnate the organization. That will put the organization in a very tight window to scale. And they'll only reach so much scale. They may be a lot faster than the competitors around them in the beginning because they maybe already know some of the institutional knowledge. Maybe they already have some of the best practices and frameworks of how to get things off the ground. But then what you'll realize is that they will start to find a lot of different industries or organizations rather and a lot of different um, executives that are curious start to test and start to do different things and blow by them. I think um, I think Blockbuster is a perfect example of that. I think um, I think Sears is a perfect example of that. I think um, I think I'm, I'm even in my space that I'm playing in the leadership and DEI and development space here. I'm seeing a lot of that. You know, folks like me, folks like Keith, Keith Ferrazzi. Folks like Christine Comerford, folks like Adam Grant that have new and interesting and curious perspectives, they're able to kind of blow past the folks that maybe were really crushing it in the early 2000s or even early into mid 90s that have kind of kept that old school leadership methodology and have not adopted the new one. And so I, I want to see leaders that are curious and that are that are open and excited about adopting a new perspective. Um the next thing is uh, I think I, I want to see a leader and executive that is great at partnerships, recruiting and bringing in the best talent. I think that's um, I think that's an obvious one, but I don't think 
every single leader and or executive is actually great at those things. And so for emerging industries, I'll make this one really quick, guys. I just think you're an emerging industry. You need really great talent. You need you need really productive and innovative and curious and, and, and high performing talent to be able to continue to push push the boundaries there and, and make a lot of change and make a lot of impact. And I just believe you need to have an executive at the helms that's really great at recruiting. So I would look for someone with that recruiting background and with the great partnership design background. I think something that so many organizations miss the mark on is partnerships. Uh, for me, the reason why I've been able to do anything in the world of business is because I've been able to align myself with a lot of great people and make a lot of great strategic partnerships at scale. And I think every single company that is in a emerging industry needs to think about that. You can save a lot of cash. You can save a lot of internal cash that you're allocating towards internal bandwidth. You can take advantage of external bandwidth and uh, through through your partnerships. And I think you can take a lot take advantage of a lot of PR. You can take advantage of a lot of uh, lower more. Uh, higher margins because you're not personally allocating a lot of cash. You're just splitting profits on the back end. I know that's a little bit too businessy for you guys, but I think I want to see an executive had that ability and that skill. Uh, finally, guys, an ability to appreciate being the dumbest person in the room. It's very similar to my second point when I was talking about curiosity. I don't want to have a leader within the cannabis space or the cryptocurrency space or the DEI space or any of these spaces that are emerging, emerging right now where they're just banking on their past knowledge, their past history, their past results. I need them to realize and understand and surround themselves with people that will blow them out of the water and be so okay with that. And so what that means is they need to have an ability. They need to have a structure. They need to be able to have a capacity where they're putting people around them, where they're putting teams around them that are pushing them to a new level. And they're creating these decision-making structures that are giving them full autonomy, full fluidity, full speed, where they're just literally putting people in places saying, I brought you here because I trust what you're saying. I trust your perspectives. I trust what you're going to do. And, uh, I'm going to continue to do so until you prove me wrong. And so I want to see more executives in emerging industries, you know, move and groove from that perspective and not move and groove from a perspective that I'm the best person in the room. Let me set the strategy. I like to see it a little bit different. I want to say I'm the leader of this company. I have a point of view, but I want to bring in complete rock stars to test and to break that point of view. So diversity of thought, a lot of the DE&I initiatives and strategies uh, are, are incredibly important there. So I want to see some executives in emerging industries either bring in DE&I consultants, either read up on diversity of thought, read up on creating high performance teams and, and read up on being very empathetic and being very humble and, and, and grateful that they're even an executive at these companies and to just be a little bit more patient and to, to be a little bit more, again, humble and strategic and step all the way back and be the dumbest person in the room and be excited about that. I'm excited. I'm looking at all my companies now. I am literally the dumbest person in all of my companies and I love it and I love it and I love it and I love it and I need to see more leaders inside of emerging industries. Love that as well. Okay, guys, I'm gonna move through these last two questions here. How can companies um, in these fast-moving industries hire smartly and hire with long-term plans in mind? So I think this is another thing. So I'm going to kind of do a little tiny plug of, of my initiative beyond brand and beyond resume. 
I think how you can hire smartly, I'm going to talk about the themes of those two initiatives and those two companies. Every single company in emergency in emerging industries, if you want to hire fast, if you want to hire smart, if you want to be strategic, if you want to hire folks that are really going to retain, aka make an impact long term in your organization, I believe you need to understand who you are bringing into your industry at a very operational level. And so that's what Beyond Resume is going to do. Beyond Resume is an initiative, simply put, where you as an organization, you have a 30 to 45 minute moment within your hiring process where you ask every single person that you're bringing into your organization at a very transparent level. Talk to me about your career mapping needs. Talk to me about your employee one-on-one needs. Talk to me about your meeting structure and types of meetings that you thrive in um, needs and, 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 and atmosphere. Talk to me about your day-to-day culture needs. Talk to me about your change management communication needs or preferences. Talk to me about your internal communication needs and preferences. Talk to me about what you are looking for within the onboarding process. Talk to me about um, you know what you're looking for when it comes to real life support. Talk to me about your decision making um, culture preferences and the types of organizations and the types of leaders that you work well with. I think I want to see more leaders at the very back end of hiring someone, that very last meeting before they pull the trigger. I want to see you ask folks these types of questions. Dive into the workflow desires and styles. Know exactly who you're bringing into your organization at a very operational level. That is how you hire smart because what you can do is you can take that data and then you can compare it to your beyond brand data. So here's the beyond brand initiative. So Lock in that Beyond Resume concept in your mind. Let me plug in the Beyond Brand Initiative here. The Beyond Brand Initiative is the complete reverse of that. You as an organization will sit down thoroughly, maybe with your head of people, maybe with some of your uh, employees within any given department that you're currently hiring for, maybe with your CEO, and you guys will be very patient and very methodical about unpacking, again, who you are as an organization at an operational level today, meaning you are going to be diving into a lot of different rabbit holes and a lot of different areas around how you guys make decisions, what your bandwidth looks like from those decision-making structures. You know, who do you have within the organization that is making those decisions? You know, what type of leader personalities do you guys currently have? You know, what, what's your what's your overall tech stack? What's your overall workflow uh, and structure currently right now within that contextual department? What are the decision making and innovation processes and best practices? How do you guys go about coaching and feedback? How do you guys go about situational leadership? How do you guys go about conflict resolution? How do you guys go about employee one-on-ones? How do you guys go about collaboration and what are the best practices that that are contextual to collaborations. So you would then do your own operational audit, if you will, and really unpack what are the operational realities? What is the, what's the true culture of your company right now in this moment? Not what you want it to be in the future, not what you thought it was, but what it is today. And then what you can do is you can look at your current realities. You can look at the current realities operationally of the folks that you're trying to bring in your organization. And you can pair them up. You can really see at a data level, not a perspective level, not a gut level, not a thinking level, not a hoping level, not a wishing level, at a data level, if you guys are going to actually be a good match based off of the current realities, the current non-negotiables, the current operational truths between both parties, the employer and the employee. And so that's how I would go about doing this because I think in emerging industries, you have to hire 
You have to hire folks where you actually know all of these angles. You actually know a lot of this data because there's going to be so much change. There's going to be so much, so, so many different things happening. Um, there's going to be so many new ideas and so much diversity and so much impact and so many, let's call it what it is, frustrating moments and interesting and intricate moments. And you're going to need to have a team that actually not only gets along together at a, at a communication level, but you're going to need to have a team that's designed at a high performing team team level and high performance teams really get into decision making structures really get into being on the same page around tech norms and tech stacks and and meeting structures and meeting best practices and coaching and feedback moments and situational leadership and conflict resolution and employee one-on-one designs and autonomy versus micromanagement you see what i'm saying like like really high performing teams they they're on the same page around those things and what i don't want is for you guys to wait until month six, month three, month nine to figure out all these things and realize that you guys are not a good fit because that's not that's what you don't want in an emerging industry. You want to have a team that is built for the long term. You want to have high retention. You want to have low churn. You want to really have an organization that is built around trust and compatibility and love and empathy. And you want to do that at a very strategic level and a very proactive level in the beginning of the hiring process. Very last point, guys. How important is it? Um, how, how, how applicable and how important is it for executives? I'm trying to read this question. This question is a little bit uh, weirdly designed here. How important is... Uh, acceptable executive experience versus culture slash leadership style fit when hiring for emerging industries? Hmm, that's a very, very interesting question here. Let me read that one more time. How important is applicable executive experience versus culture and leadership style? I see what they're asking for. So I think, I think culture and leadership style, once, once you actually have a... so. If, if you're in an emerging industry and you have an organization in inside of an emerging industry that is built where you know your culture, you know the structure of your organization, you know kind of how you guys are moving and grooving, I think you need to hire an executive for that fit versus hiring an executive that has the prior experience within that space. Because, yeah, I believe that. I'm, I'm just trying to judge it here, just right off the cuff here. I, I do believe that. And I, I believe that because I think I think business is business. And I've said this so many times. I think you can plot me in any any industry and give me a three-week brain download of everything that's happening in that space and some of the core frameworks I need to understand, and then I can get in. I think, you know, I think if you're a leader in the HR and and high-performing team space, I think I think decision making is decision making. I think situational leadership is situational leadership. I think DEI is DEI. I think leadership promises are leadership promises. I think employee, excuse me, one on ones are employee one on ones. I think career mapping is career mapping. I think I think um, change management is change management. I think human behavior is human behavior. I think these things are what they are for what you do. I just think how it's packaged inside of certain industries. You just need to have that 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 speak, if you will, right? Like I was listening to Claude Silver yesterday say that 
in the marketing world, there's a certain type of speak. I'm sure in the construction world, there's a certain type of speak. I'm sure in the cannabis world, there's a certain type of speak. And so I wouldn't want to bring in an executive that has had prior experience in the cannabis space that doesn't have the culture and leadership style that will fit the, the current culture. I wouldn't want to bring someone great in the cannabis space from an experience perspective over someone that doesn't have experience in the cannabis space, but is a great culture and leadership style fit. Because my gut tells me that they will be able to, when I say they, I'm talking about the latter, would be able to engage and make change and impact and learn a lot of the, the, the cannabis speak in, in a fast enough time, I'm just thinking here, in fast enough time to be able to really make an impact because all the other things are just, are just it's just business, right? Like margins is margins, sales is sales, partnerships is partnerships. Like everything has its frameworks and if someone has enough of the frameworks, enough empathy, enough collaboration, enough patience, enough empathy, enough of these things as a great executive and a great leader, then I think you can really make a change and, a, and an impact here. So, um those are my thoughts on that. Uh, so, so thank you. Thank you so much to uh, Y Scouts. Thank you so much to every single person listening to this podcast. I hope I was able to give really great thoughts and perspectives here. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks a lot.